Father in your likeness Who is the like you?
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom evening people of God. Shalom evening church. Please I believe you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, myself and my family, we are doing well. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right. All right. Kindly share the link. Invite your friends and loved ones. Share the link. Invite your friends and loved ones. Let them be partakers of what the Lord is giving to us this evening. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, all right, all right, all right. The Lord bless and favor you all in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the light of God will shine upon us this evening. And that understanding from the Spirit will be our portion in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, I want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training. Here we sit down, we dissect the Word of God by the leading of the Spirit. And the Lord helps us by His Spirit to understand mystical secrets of his word hallelujah and it's a blessing to have all of you here even to join in fellowship with the spirit to know the ways of the lord hallelujah all right quickly let's take a word of prayer let's take a quick word of prayer before we move on to whatever the Lord has for us. Blessed Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Mighty one of Israel, be thou glorified. We thank you for this wonderful evening that you have gifted even unto us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Here we are, O Lord, even under your feet to, to learn and to glean wonderful truths even from your vineyard. We pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that the light of your word will shine. The Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and it giveth understanding unto the simple. We come before thee as those that are simple and we ask that the light of your word will shine upon us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any darkness in the form of ignorance that is in us, that is fighting against the glory that the Lord has sent ahead of us. Father, we pray that your light will shine to overcome that darkness in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Help us by your spirit that your name alone will be glorified. Your name, your word is already anointed. Let your word come forth with power. Even in Jesus' 
precious mighty name amen hallelujah hallelujah all right all right we give god praise and we give him all the glory in jesus precious mighty name amen okay so before we step even into what the lord has for us this evening let me take in some few questions if you have any question you want to ask you can feel free and ask your question now any question anybody here with a question with regards to the Bible you just want to understand something you can freely ask any question Okay, somebody said, Sir, concerning tongues, does the speaker have to get understanding of what is being uttered? Okay, that's a good question. Hallelujah. All right, that's a very good question. Now, I have a message on the podcast, and the title is The Power of Tongue Speaking. Now, I explained this into details, and I made us understand that when you read the Bible, there are two dimensions of tongue speaking. Are you following? Two dimensions of tongues. The first one is called an unknown tongue. An unknown tongue and the second one is called diverse kinds of tongues the title of the message is the power of tongue speaking or the power of tongues you can just um, search you you you'll get it so we have what we call the unknown tongue and we have what we call diverse kinds of tongues. They are not the same. Are you following? They are not the same. What you need to understand is that when you hear of diverse kinds of tongues, it is actually speaking of the kind of tongue that is known on this earth. It, it is a tongue that is known. So it is possible that when you are speaking in tongues, you can actually speak a certain language that is known on the earth that you yourselves, you do not know. Are you getting it? And sometimes when you get someone who understand that language, 
the person can now help you with the meaning. Good. And if you are speaking a certain language that is known and that there is nobody there who understands it naturally to um, interpret, the Spirit of God can also release that kind of interpretation of tongues in someone for the person to interpret the diverse tongue that you are speaking. Are you following? And I gave an example of how some people were in a church praying. And whilst they were praying, a man entered the church. And when the man entered, the man said, Please, I want to confirm one thing because is there anybody here who understands Hebrew? And they said, No, nobody understands Hebrew. Then they said, Then the man said, I came from Israel not long ago. I'm a Hebrew. But every language you are speaking here in your prayer is actually Hebrew language. The people themselves didn't know. But a man who had understanding of the language, they thought they were just praying in tongues in church. And then they were actually speaking a certain language that is known on the earth. Are you getting it? So this is the language known as diverse kinds of tongues. Diverse kinds of tongues. Are you following? Or other tongues. Now, this is what actually came upon the disciples when they were in the upper room. When they were in the upper room and in prayer, when the Holy Ghost came upon them and there was cloven tongues of fire that appeared on their heads, the Bible said they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, when you read further, you will understand that in fact, when we read the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 4 downwards, the Bible said, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5, And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noised abroad that the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Are you getting it? So a lot of people came there whilst the disciples were in the upper room and they were speaking other tongues. But then the word of the Lord said, all the people that came there, everybody heard the disciples speaking in their own language. So if there is a room where the disciples were and they are speaking in tongues and maybe about 50 people gathered, and let's say all these 50 people are from different tribes, each of them heard that the language of their tribe coming from the disciples whilst they were praying. Now that is what we call other tongues or diverse kinds of tongues. It is a tongue that is known on this earth. And that is the one that if you are in a place 
where there is nobody who understands that tongue naturally, there must be the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Then there is what we call the unknown tongue. That tongue, it is not known on the earth. There is nowhere that tongue is known. Are you following? And there is always a purpose for that kind of tongue. There is always a purpose. When you read through the entire scripture, there are certain purposes for the unknown tongue. When you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, the Bible said, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men. So you see, that kind of tongue is not to men. So you don't really need any interpretation for men. Because the tongue originally is not even to men. I don't ever get my point. But the Bible said, but unto God. So whenever you begin to speak in an unknown tongue, it is not unto any man. It is unto God. So the Bible says, for no man understands him. How be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries. You see, so that tongue is not for men. It is unto God. Now when you read verse 4, of the same first Corinthians 14, listen to what the Bible says. After telling us that the unknown tongue is unto God, but not unto men, he went further to say, he went further to say in verse 4 that, he does speak it in an unknown tongue, edifies himself. But he that prophesies, edifies the church. So you see, So the word of the Lord said, anyone that is speaking in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Are you following? It is, the word edify, that means to build. To build. That is what the book of Jude chapter 1 verse 20 spoke about. The word of the Lord said, beloved, Building up yourself upon your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, whenever a man speaks in an unknown tongue, there is what we call edification in the man. And there is also what we call edification of the church. Now, when I'm speaking in an unknown tongue, without interpretation, it is actually an edification unto myself. But the moment there is interpretation of what I am speaking, it becomes a prophecy unto the church. Are you following? So it is not all the time that you would need 
interpretation of an unknown tongue. When you interpret, it is for the church. But when you begin to speak, like the way maybe you all gather and say, lift your voice, begin to speak in the language of the spirit, and you will start speaking. You see, what you are doing right now, you are speaking an unknown tongue. But then, the reason why you are speaking that tongue is for your edification. And I've already told you that the edification there actually means the building up. It is something that builds up your faith. Are you getting it? Exactly. Exactly. So there is what we do for the church and there is what we do for ourselves. So we need to understand that sometimes when you go to churches like um, Pentecost Church, maybe during um, worship sessions, some people will come and they will start speaking in a certain tongue. Some of them right after speaking in that tongue, they will, they will interpret it themselves for the church to hear what the Lord is saying. But there are many people that will be in church praying in tongues, but then they are not coming out to interpret because what they are actually saying is for their own edification. Are you getting the point? So we need to take note of that. All right, I don't know if you, if you have understood. All right, all right, great, great. Okay, any other question? Any other question? Any other question? Okay, he said not all, sir. So the speaker can sometimes not understand what he said. You see, the tongue is an unknown tongue, so your understanding is unfruitful. You don't understand. The only way See, when it comes to an unknown tongue, there is, even the interpretation is not understanding. I don't even get in my point. There is a difference between understanding and interpretation. I don't know if I get in it. So when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Verse 14. Listen to what Paul said. Someone said you can he said you can interpret without. Oh, yes, it happens. Sometimes, even while somebody is saying, Elishale in church, another person will be moved by the spirit to start speaking the true meaning of what the person is saying. And then the person is not really understanding the exact tongue this one is saying. So you when you read 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. The Bible said, For if 
I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What Paul is trying to say is that whenever it's like the way, let's say, speak in tongues right now, and you start speaking, Kaba, Shaba, Ramadamata, you don't understand what you are saying. That's what Paul is trying to say. You don't understand it. Are you getting it? Because it is your spirit that is praying. I don't even get to my point. It is your spirit that is praying. But then when you open your mouth to speak in a language, you understand, Oh Lord, I pray that your grace will come upon me for the ministry. Now, you know exactly what you are saying and you understand what you are actually saying. But the tongue is not like that. Exactly. So, Paul said, when he prays in an unknown tongue, it is his spirit that is praying. But his natural understanding cannot even comprehend what he's saying. Are you getting it? So, if you want to understand the exact thing you are saying, then the best way is to pray in a language you understand. Like English, P, Ewe, or anything. But the moment you start speaking in an unknown tongue, it is your spirit that is praying. You would need the same spirit to interpret that which you are speaking. And mostly, you might not get the interpretation in you, the person that is speaking the tongue. It might actually come from somebody else. It is also possible that you can also, um, you know, interpret what you are saying. Are you getting it? Good. All right. I don't know if you get it. All right. Great. Great. Any any other question? Any other question? Any other question? Okay, looks like you don't have any any question here that's great all right and let's move on to what the lord has for us okay please if you have any question you can you can ask Okay, she said, I want to know more about the man Enoch. <laughs> wow. 
this one is a who this one crowd will know it goes beyond the same it's a who book Um, I wouldn't know where to even start from and where to end. I don't really know the exact thing you want to know about Enoch. Then there is what the Bible has told us about Enoch. And um, there is what encounters will also let you know. And so, I don't know how to, to start and how to end. Take like four books before we can complete whatever I want to say about Enoch. Then all we know according to the word of God. Yes, all we know about the word of God is that he's the seventh from Adam, that he walked with God and he was not, for God took him. See, that's all that um we know according to the scriptures and then um, that's what we are supposed to stick to <laughs> because the rest would be from encounters which um, maybe I might not be able to teach as a doctrine or anything uh, so Maybe one of these days we will make time and actually go into details on who Enoch actually is. Alright, I don't know if you get it. Yeah, because the Bible said very little about Enoch. Yeah. You know, the Bible mostly um, will touch some few things about people. I will not really go into details. Yeah, but then, mostly, if you try to also know more about these people, then it means you would try to go to extra biblical um, places. That's where mostly sometimes the, the problem is. Because not all these um, extra biblical, um, let me say, writings or literature are actually true so if care is not taken the enemy to try to find ways and means to deceive so we only go by the spirit that you get it so yeah don't worry when when the actual time comes i will, I will make I will, I will surely teach us okay god bless you okay someone said can you please talk about those who interpret the tongues of others it's, it's a special gift that the Holy Ghost gives. It's a special gift that the Holy Ghost gives. Yeah. And it cannot even be given to the person that is speaking the tongues. The same way you have the gift to speak in tongues. It's the same way somebody also has the gift to interpret. It's not a special school they go to. It's just a gift. Are you getting it? Mm -hmm. So some of them can't even explain how they interpret the thing. But then it is deep within them as a well. Once you begin to speak in that tongue, or they themselves begin to speak, that well will also be ignited. 
and they will be able to interpret the tongue. So it's a gift. That's, that's all I can say. Okay, Hetty said, God bless you, Papa. I had a similar issue with my husband. He was telling me there is a book of Enoch online, so I should download and read. So there is a book of Enoch there. There's a book. Of, that's why I said, if you don't take your time, you might get into, there are a lot of books out there that are not in our Bible that we hold right now that are actually true. Are you getting it? And there are others that are also false. That is why you would need um, the descending of the Holy Spirit to, to actually get to know um, which one is true and which one is wrong. Are you getting it? So Enoch actually wrote some things down. Enoch wrote some things down. But when you read the book of Jude chapter 1 verse 14. Jude is just one chapter. Jude 1 verse 14. Listen to what Jude said. He said, Enoch is the seventh generation from Adam. He prophesied about these people when he said, Look, the Lord has come with countless thousands of his holy ones. Now there is nowhere in the Bible that you, you will read any prophecy from Enoch. All that we read about Enoch in the Old Testament was that he walked with God and that he was not, and God took him. That's all. But then here, when you look at what Jude is saying, Jude is saying that Enoch prophesied about some angels who did not keep their estate in heaven. They disobeyed God and that God was going to destroy them. When did we hear that Enoch prophesied? In our Bible here that we have, you will not see anything like that. But then Jude is also in our Bible. So now the question is, where did Jude get this information of Enoch from? He said Enoch prophesied. Where did he get that prophecy from? Because looking at the time of Enoch, Enoch died even thousands of years before Jude was born. So how did Jude know what Enoch prophesied? Unless it was recorded, it was written down. Are you getting my point? Or maybe he had an encounter and the Lord told him that. If only the book of Jude is part of the canon that we have, our 66 books, and we accept it, then we should also accept the prophecies that Enoch also gave. Because Jude made mention of the prophecies of Enoch in the book of Jude and we have accepted that so there are writings in fact there are three books known as the book of Enoch we have the first book second book and third book are you getting my point oh yes in fact if you want to be a bible student you will know that there are many books that they did not add to the bible you know, there is something we call canonization. Canonization is when they sat, some people sat down to actually, um, you know, arrange the Bible. They decided the ones that they are going to add and the ones they are going to remove. See, it was not the Holy Ghost that said, 
add this one, remove this. They sat down and they actually brought forth a certain criteria. There are five main um, criteria that the people of old sat down to use as a means, as a yardstick, to actually um, add or remove certain books from the Bible. Yes. So it is only in certain Western part and some African parts like us here that we have 66 books. Even the Catholics, they don't have 66 books. They have about 72. When you go to Ethiopia, they have about 80, 86 or so, or 82 books in their Bible. And they read it. Are, are you getting my point? So we just need to understand there are many books. In fact, exactly, when you even read the Bible, this Bible that we have, there are references of certain books that we don't even we don't even have in our Bible. There is a book called the Book of Joshua. When you read the book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 13. The book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 13. The Bible said, So the sun remained still, and the moon stood in place, until the nations settled their score with their enemies. This is recorded. Is it not in the book of Joshua? This is what Joshua has written down. He said how he commanded the sun to stand still for him to finish the battle. Everything around that battle and how the sun stood still is recorded in the book of Joshua. We have the book of Joshua, but we don't have Joshua. Meanwhile, Joshua said it. So if we accept what Joshua has written, then we must accept what Joshua has also written. Are you getting my point? We have a lot of people, when you start quoting from another book, you say, hey, 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 you are a false teacher. Meanwhile, they themselves, they don't even know how they got the 66 books in their hands. They don't know. Are you getting it? If you really want to know, you will know. But then there is what the Holy Spirit will tell you. Some of the books are not of God. For example, a certain book they call the sixth and seventh book of Moses. Anybody that has the Holy Spirit present on the inside of him will actually know very well that that book is not of the Spirit. Because the Bible said all scripture is, of, is by the inspiration of the Spirit. Somebody said, Papa, is it really necessary? At a point, you might need it. But then, even if you don't have it, you would need a higher work with the Holy Ghost to understand certain things. Are you getting it? Because what I'm trying to let you know is that there are Christians in many countries who don't have 66 books. You have even the normal Catholic church we have here in Ghana here. When you go to Catholic church, their, their Bible is made up of about 70-something books. I don't know if I get in my point. So you can't say because you, you have 66 books, that is the final and the other ones are wrong. No, you need to. You can't quickly judge. 
So you need to, you know, receive that discerning ability from the Holy Spirit. Now let me show you one thing. In canonization, one of the criteria that they used to pick certain books and add to the Bible and to remove certain books is what they call that the, the book must be must bear the authority of God, as in that saith the Lord. Are you getting it? So, in any book of the Bible that they don't really see that audacity, that saith the Lord, they try to put it somewhere. And sometimes they they put other books somewhere because of how they see it to be highly spiritual. Especially the book of Enoch, for instance. But then, can I say something? Okay. I hope. (laughs) Eddie, don't worry. Eh? Don't worry. If only he doesn't doubt that Jesus died and resurrected. There are many things the Holy Ghost will help him understand. Can I ask a question? these angelic beings that were assigned by God to the earth saw the children of men and they slept with them and they gave birth to the Nephilim a certain breed of beings who are partly human and partly angelic so there was a mixture of the angelic DNA and the human DNA and these beings became wicked And they were destroying things. Now, they kept increasing on earth to a point where there were only few people that were normal breed of humans without any contamination. And that was Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Are you following? So now, God decided to wipe off all these wickedness and wicked beings from the surface of the earth um, with the exception of Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Now the question I want to ask is that the Nephilim who are the people that were born carrying angelic DNA and human DNA that were wiped off by the, the rain, where are they now? Can you, can you tell me where they are exactly? Somebody might say, oh, man, of, that man, man of God, that one is not my issue. 
that is not my issue. See, there are many things, if you skip them, you will not understand what the world is about. Someone said they are chained somewhere. Where is the somewhere? She said, I have forgotten. No problem. Okay. Somebody said, I hear the disembodied spirits are demons. Demons are different from the watchers and the Nephilim. Demons are the people Satan came from heaven with. Those angelic beings. Those ones, Michael fought them in heaven. And God sacked all of them together with Lucifer. They are very different from the Nephilim. And different from the watchers. Are you getting it? Satan and his, his demons fell before the watchers misbehaved. Are you following? Now let me help you. Let me help you. There is also a difference between the watchers and the Nephilim. The watchers are the angels that slept with women. And when the women conceived, they gave birth to the Nephilim. So the watchers actually are pure breed of angels. Just that they have the ability, according to the assignment given to them by God, to manifest in the form of humans, but they are not humans. Are you following? Somebody said they were fallen angels and no true angels of God will ever have sex with humans. You see, you need to have this understanding. The Bible says, if you don't get this, you, you will misconstrue a whole lot of statements I will make and you will also not understand some of these things. The beings that slept with the women were not fallen angels. They were known as watchers. When we say fallen angels, we are actually talking about the demons that fell. They were angels that fell with Lucifer. They are different too. That is the reason why, as I'm talking to you right now, demons are just walking freely. They are moving freely. But the Nephilim have been bound because they are much more wicked than demons. Are you getting my point? In fact, Satan has joined hands with some of these beings. Some of them, even though they are bound, they are doing massive works in hell. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is one of the Nephilim by name Asmodeus. Asmodeus. And I know, I believe some of you have heard of that name Asmodeus before. Asmodeus is not a demon. He is not an angel that was sent from heaven with Lucifer. No. He is actually a Nephilim that was born by a woman. Are you following? 
and it's actually the bean that is. So when you go to hell, not all the beings over there, apart from Lucifer, are demons. No, no. Demons are the messengers of hell. Demons, they are just the messengers. It's like we have angels that will appear and minister to you and go. Those ones, we have, that's why we have archangels, we have um, thrones, we have dominions. That's why I always keep telling you that. When you go to heaven, not all the beings in heaven are angels. Angels are just the least of all the heavenly beings. Angels are messengers. So an archangel is not an angel. He's the chief of the angels. Are you getting my point? I'm trying to open your eyes on one on, on, on one thing. Do you know that when we read the book of Job, the Bible said the sons of God came to God to present themselves and Satan was amongst them. I hope you remember that scripture. Good. These sons of God are the things known as the watches. They are beings that God has assigned them to the earth. To take charge of the earth to make sure that everything is in perfect shape. That is the assignment. And after they are done with the assignment, they will go to God and give God the report that Lord, when we went to the earth, this was this, this was that, this, 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 this. And that is what we call presenting yourself before God. That was the work of the sons of God or the watches. But then one time, after man had already been made, these beings came to the earth on their routine assignment and they found the children of men. And they slept with them. Now, take note. When they slept, after they had slept with these women, the women conceived and gave birth to strange beings. Because inside the woman is normal human DNA and inside that being that slept with the woman is an angelic DNA so there was a mixture of angelic DNA and human DNA to form those beings and those beings are the ones called the Nephilim are you following now after these watchers slept with the women they wanted to go back to heaven him to go and present themselves but because of the wrong thing that they had done God prevented them from coming into their original abode he sent angels to stop them exactly exactly so these beings actually moved from the earth and entered into certain dimensions of the heavens trying to go before God but the angels stopped them now they did not come back to the earth neither did they go to hell so there are some of them who are still remaining in some of the heavenly realms are you following Now, these are some of the angels that Enoch prophesied about. That they did not keep their original estate in heaven. They misbehaved. 
Are you, are you following? Cool. So we need to we need to understand that. So I Papa, please, are these watches the angels assigned to keep charge over us? No. They, they keep charge over the planet called the Earth and that which is associated to it. When it comes to time, they make sure that the sun and everything, the moon, everything is in shape, all those kind of things. That is actually the work of the watches. The ones that keep charge over you are not just the watches. Are, are you following? A watcher is a strong being. A very strong being. And whenever they appear in their glory, it will be difficult for you to stand. In fact, Daniel, the prophet, saw some of them. Someone says, so this means they've got to be placed by different watches. Oh, definitely. Definitely. God will never be at a loss. Exactly. So you see, when Enoch was taken from the earth, that he went straight to heaven, he passed through this second heaven where there was a thick darkness, where some of these watches who refused to keep their original estate and slept with women have been kept. That is the only place they can be. It is either they are kept in that darkness or they go to hell and join Lucifer. But they have decided so even when Enoch got there, according to the book of Enoch, they told Enoch to pray for them. And they told Enoch that when you go to God, please, beg God for us. Are you following? So, yes, Papa, then, who are the angels assigned to keep charge? They are known as your guardian angels. Your guardian angels are the ones that are keeping charge over you. Are you following? Yes. Okay, my son Prince said I have an interesting question. Okay, you can ask. You can ask. Now you see, all these. Nephilim, all these um, watches, all these that we are talking about here, it will be very difficult to really understand what is actually going on if you are only reading the 66 books. Unless the Holy Ghost decides to open your eyes into depth. Okay. Prince said, if angels don't have genitals, does it mean the watchers did? Or it's a spiritual kind of... In That's why I said, these beings had the ability to come in the form of humans. Let me explain. I've already um, touched on this before. 
you see the beings known as the sons of god or the watches mostly their assignment is on the earth exactly once they transform into the human form they can get genitals are you getting it and i've already told you how angels have numbers that actually speaks of the number of times they can transform and how they can manifest into different forms the sons of god have the ability to manifest in the form of man exactly it is just in the form of man that they are and not in the image of man because when you speak of the image you are actually talking about the original seed so even though they'll, they'll be in the form of men but then still deep inside them their dna is angelic dna are you are you following Okay, someone said, what are some of their assignments, if I may ask? Is it the, um, the watches or? Yes, they, they watch over the, the planet. They make decrees according to what God has said over the planet Earth. When we read the book of Daniel, chapter 4, verse 18, Daniel said, I saw in the visions of my head, upon my bed and behold a watcher and an holy one came down from heaven he cried aloud and said thus hew down the tree so you see when we read also verse 17 he said this matter is by the decree of the watches and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living men know that the most high ruled in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. So these are beings that watch over the matters of the earth. Everything that has to do with the earth, they are in charge. They are the ones that control the beings, or known as the, the, the four angelic beings of the four corners of the earth. So there is a being that stands at the northern dimension of the entire earth a being that stands at the southern western eastern all these beings are controlled by the watches when it comes to what we call um seasons autumn spring there are beings like that autumn is a being spring is a being winter is a being summer is a being these watches are the ones that watch over all of them their assignment is to make sure that everything is intact and also to keep the layer between the earth and the, the sun so that the earth will be an evergreen place where man can dwell. Are you getting it? All right. Somebody said, that is, please, so where did the angel Raphael send Asmodeus after he chased and bound it when it was troubling Sarah? Is it hell or a different darkest pit? <laughs> this is your question is coming from somewhere. And um, 
But then what I will tell you is that Asmodeus is actually captured in a place known as the Abyss. A deeper place. I've already explained what hell actually stands for and the dimensions of hell. Mm? And the fact that um, there are three main divisions of hell. Three main divisions. There is one known as Hades. Hades. Which is actually deep down in the sea. Not the physical sea. So when you fall into the physical sea trying to enter into the place of death, you will not find it. Because the realm of the dead is not a physical place. But then, its portal is found deep in the sea. It is also called hell. Then we have a place, the Bible called Tartarus. The Tartarus is actually the place where the Nephilim and all those beings have been kept. Those wicked beings. It is actually the place known as the bottomless pit. A very deep, dark place. Are you getting it? So hell is not just one place. Just as heaven is not also not just one place. There are divisions. Somebody said, Sir, can the watchers hold prayers in the realm of heaven? They are asking because when God sent the answer of a prayer, it was held in the sky. Is it the watchers or no? It is a principality, a prince, a prince. They are very different. Princes are different from watches. Are you getting my point? Princes watch over nations and territories and kingdoms. But watches watch over the entire earth. I don't forget my point. I don't forget my point. Um, Amen. The principalities are known as the princes. They watch over territories. They watch over kingdoms. They watch over nations. So when you come to Ghana, for instance, there is a principality over the nation Ghana. Are you getting it? Good. So these are just, um, they are assigned to kingdoms and nations. So every nation has a prince that rules over it. Some of these princes also rebelled against God. That message will be another time. So one of the princes of the kingdom of Persia what we read about in the book of Daniel. So, so what are the angels, demons, watches? See, take note. The angels cannot hold prayers. 
demons cannot hold your prayer. Are you getting my point? Your prayers cannot be in the hands of a demon. No. And your answer cannot. So one thing you need to understand is that the prince of Persia wrestled with Gabriel. He was not holding the prayer. He was holding Gabriel. He was just preventing him from bringing the answer. It's not the answer that he was holding onto it. So take note of that. And even now, it doesn't happen. Yes, he was, he was holding the messenger, fighting with him. Even now, now no, no demon can hold your prayer. It's not possible. No demon can hold your prayer. Because you pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, who is high above, seated on the right hand of the Father. There is no, there is no demon. That can That's why you don't pray the prayer that any demon that will hold my prayers today is a wrong prayer. Stop. No, even in the times of old, no demon held any prayer. They held the messenger bringing the answer. So when Daniel prayed, the prayer went straight and God was bringing the answer through an angel. Then, so why is it that when the prayer was going, the prince of Persia didn't hold the prayer? Are you getting my point? You need to, that's why you need to read the Bible carefully. Nobody can hold your prayers. We pray through the Lord Jesus. He's the only one that can say, I will not answer your prayer. And he can do that because you are not praying according to his will. That's all. If you pray according to your own will and your own plan, and it's not in the will of the Lord Jesus, it will not be answered. That is the only way that your prayer will not be answered. And one of the easiest ways to pray not according to the will is for a husband to mistreat his wife. <laughs> because the word of the Lord told us that if you're a husband and you don't live with your wife as a weaker vessel and you don't treat her well, your prayers will be hindered. Not by demons, by the Lord himself. Are you following? Somebody says, why is it that when our prayer is being... I don't get it. Is it it's being answered, our home witchcraft come and... You don't come to destroy the prayer. Are you getting my... They don't come to destroy... Nobody can destroy your prayers. What you need to understand here is that, first... Are you praying according to the will of the Lord? That is the most important thing. And in fact, if you go to my message on prayer, you will know that many prayers have been answered, but in a way that the Lord wills. Because some of you were praying for marriage, but then the Lord looked into your heart and realized that there is, there is this kind of pride, there is this serious anger, in you there is this arrogance in your heart if he gives you a man right now a whole lot of issues will happen 
So then, I will not waste the prayer. I will divert it in a way to handle the matter of your pride and your anger. So you can be praying for two years for a husband, and God is rather using that one to heal your heart. Are you two you be there? God rise down, prince, and you are not even answering me. Meanwhile, he has already answered you. Don't you know that right now, when people insult, you don't get angry like you used to, you used to get. <laughs> it has been answered. Especially those of us who love to, to pray in tongues always. Ah! You we will lift a prayer point. Father, as we are praying, any witch fighting my destiny, die. Pray. And actually, what you are actually seeing in the spirit is that, Lord, there is this pride in me. Kill it. And the Lord said, yes, yes, madam, I'm helping you. I've seen it. <laughs> and that is what the Holy Ghost will use. I've already taught that. I told you that whenever you open your mouth to pray in tongues, there is a certain anatomical work that goes on. The moment you start opening your mouth in tongues, the Bible said it is your spirit that prays. And we have read from the word of the Lord that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching into the inward parts of the belly. And that belly speaks of the heart. So the moment you start praying, your, your, your spirit actually lights up. It's like a candle. The Holy Ghost will light up your spirit. And the moment your spirit is lighted up, God will use that candle of your spirit to search into your heart. It is actually inside your heart that he knows that which you really need. It is inside your heart that all the things of this world come from. So Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, the Bible said, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So the moment you start praying, your spirit has been lighted up as a candle and God will use that candle to search into your heart. Then you will now find the very true need of your life. It might not even be the car you think you are praying for. It might be this spirit of patience. You want to, Lord, but you to you, you are praying for car. But you don't know. <laughs> you don't know that your, your spirit is actually saying something different. That is why he does speak it in an unknown tongue. The Bible said his understanding is unfruitful. Because your spirit is saying something different that you really need in your destiny. But you, your mind is trying to say something that you want. That is why you need to know the difference between your needs and your wants. So listen, any prayer that is not in the will of God cannot be answered in the way that you prayed it. No. And one of the easiest ways to pray according to God's will is first by the scriptures. If you get to know the scriptures by the Holy Ghost, you will know what to pray for. You will know how to pray. Even if it is in your own language, you will pray well. But if you have not been, been taught by the Spirit in the Word and you want to pray, the, another easiest way is to pray with your spirit or pray in an unknown tongue. The Bible said if that prays in an unknown tongue does not pray amiss. Exactly. Any prayer you pray according to the will of God 
will surely be answered. Are you following me? Good. In fact, as some of you listening to me, it is the will of God that you will travel. But then the thing is, when? Oh, Apostle of God, Apostle Francis, Shalom. God bless you, man of God. I'm, I'm happy to see you here. God bless you. Are, are you getting my point? Because knowing where, when, and how you would travel is all part of the will of God concerning your traveling. That you, you heard a prophecy, ah, the Lord is opening the traveling door for that. That's when we get up the next day, go and look for travel and talk company and start working your visa. You will miss a lot of things. You need to know where God wants you to be, when he wants you to go. That is why even though the prayer is in the will of God, the will of God is not just a word. There are many things that come together to form God's will. Timing is also important. That is what the Bible says. He has made all things beautiful in his time. So there is the time of God where the will of God is supposed to be made manifest. And there is a location where the will of God is supposed to be made manifest. Don't rush God. Are you getting the point? I've already shared this. A young man was praying to God for patience. He said, oh God, give me patience and I need it now. Look at that. You are praying for patience, but you are not patient in the prayer you are praying. You want the patience now. The better the patience, Abba. Hmm? You see, so we really need to understand these things. Hallelujah. Okay, Prince, um, Dake, you wanted to ask a question, or I've answered you. What was the question? Somebody said, Sir, it's been said or purported that Amen stands for Abraham, Moses, Enoch, Noah. Is there a rationale behind it and the power and purpose of Amen? That's why you see, I keep telling people that if you keep listening to preachers, you will be confused in this. You will never understand the things of God. I'm telling you. If you keep listening to preachers all the time, there should be a way that your pastor must teach. Not just preach. Because most of us, when we go to church, the only thing we are looking for is that somebody I came to tell you that God is about to turn your situation around. Ah, Somebody shout, yes! They will all get up and shout, yes! They will close and go home. How would you? So we have Christians who don't even know what God is doing. They don't know. What will be the end of believers? Hey, you mean? 
but we are just walking through. Better when you're confused. We'll be totally confused in this life. There's no understanding anywhere. We are full of, you know, excitement every time. We just want to be excited. We just want to, to want our emotions to be ignited in it. Look at this. I'm not saying preaching is not good. There is what it is called exhortation. We exhort. Huh? That's why it's called a word of exhortation. But then exhortation is different from teaching. Exhortation will raise your, your, your faith in a certain height. But after a few moments, you will come back to zero. But teaching will let you grow. Are you getting it? So love teach some of you when we are doing Bible teachings in church, morning before even praise and worship, you will not even come. May God have mercy. Okay, it was concerning mermaids. Okay. So you want to know if mermaids actually exist. Is that, is that the question? How they change to sleep with men physically? Oh, there is a secret in the marine well. When you enter into the marine well, it is a big realm of many continents put together. Like the way the earth has continents. The marine world also has continents that outweighs the continent on earth. And it is way, 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 way far bigger than the earth we see. Are you getting it? Now, there is a secret in the marine world, and that secret is about bodies. How bodies are formed in the waters. How bodies are formed in the waters. And I've already shared this. Sometimes you will see a lady very fair, no spot and wrinkle. As if she's a the glorious church. <laughs> and people will say, ah, this one day she's coming from the marine well. Why do they say such things? It is because it is a reality. Are you getting it? It's a reality. About 80% of all the inhabitants of the marine well can manifest in the form of human. They can pick a human body and manifest. They can create the human form and manifest on this earth. But they are not humans. Are you, are you getting it? So that is what we need to understand. Mermaids are also beings in the marine world. They, they can manifest in the natural. You can actually see them physically moving in the sea. But they are not physical beings. They just chose to manifest. And mostly during the night period, when it is 12 a.m., a lot of things do happen in the sea. Most of these beings actually... Man because 12 a.m. is a gate. When it is 12 a.m., 
the 12th gate of the marine world opens it's actually a period of marketing it's like a market day in Asisiwa. <laughs> are you getting it and in fact if you go to the 12th gate of the marine kingdom i know some of one here when you visit that place even easily gonna cry you will not come back to that place i'm telling you that is where you will see beams Jesus. I'm telling you, and I've already told you this. Any mar- most of them, you see, some of you, I don't know how they were, you see, we all were part. They were able to deceive us, thinking that anything in the marine world is a demon. Is that not what we used to think? So some of you actually think, even right now, that mermaids are demons. Who told you? Who told you? They are beings God created. They are living in that realm, fulfilling their own God-given purpose. That purpose is not according to the human purpose we have, that they are doing their own thing. And there is a barrier. You are not supposed to befriend them. Neither are they supposed to befriend you. If you do that, you have gone against the law of God. But we still have human beings here who have a, there are some human beings on earth. Their friends are dwarfs. You would, there is no way the Holy Ghost will dwell on the inside of you and you will take a dwarf as a friend. You will never allow that. That is why anybody who has a dwarf as a friend, <laughs> there is a problem. Someone said, please, so what happened? What will happen to them if God, and that one there, God knows how to deal with them. That one is not part of our human, um, you know, ambition. Yes. There is a way God is dealing with them. Are you getting it? You see, sometimes when, when I begin to teach, I get to know that we have to throw a lot of things we have learned and learn new things. Because if these things are still in our minds, it will be very, very difficult for you to know the truth. Even when somebody is speaking the truth, you, you say that he's the one that is lying. And this is what is happening to many Christians. So, mermaids are actually there, yes. But they are not physical beings. Mermaids are just a particular tribe in a certain dimension or a certain continent in the sea. Are you following? But then they have the ability to manifest in the physical. In fact, if you want to know a lot of secrets, hmm, a lot of secrets on this earth, 
it can be found in the sea, in the marine well. Now understand that this earth on which we live, it actually came out of water. So when God made the earth, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, brooded over the face of the waters. So the waters had covered everywhere, just like in the times of Noah, when water covered the entire earth. That was actually what happened in the time of creation. Are you, are you getting it? So this land on which we stand actually came out of the waters. So there are many things if you want to really know on this earth. That is, some of you want to know things that are not given to you to know. <laughs> if the Holy Ghost doesn't help you, it will land you in hell. That is what I want to tell you. Someone said that the police are men made demons. Oh, no, 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 no. They are, they, are, they are beings that God has created doing their own work. But then they can also decide to rebel against God. Are you getting it? The same way human, all human beings were made pure. But then we decided to be fornicators. We decided to be pro prostitute we decided to be armed robbers some also decided to be pastors uh -huh. it is the same way these beings are in their realm so mr papa is that why they say we are in a parallel world oh yes you see let me tell you this this world then if if the lord has not granted you understanding you 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 will never know what this world actually looks like i'm telling you you will never know. The way though, and I can't explain it with words, some of these things you would need encounters. That is, if the Holy Ghost permits. Because even if, even if I say it, you will not understand. You will not. Someone said explain. I can't even get the proper words. Someone say, man of God, so as a mother, will you encourage buying mermaid toys for your child? I always thought it was demonic, but thanks for explaining it to us. Oh, it's not demonic. But then it will be better. Buy a, a toy that is preaching than a mermaid. Because there are many things in their realm we don't know. Can buy any um, toy that is holding a microphone, at least it can be a clear sign that the child God can use their child uh -huh. are you getting it okay let said please Papa does, does this explain why when you sometimes enter into prayer for some something in particular but before you realize, you are interceding for someone. Oh, exactly. Exactly. 
means the Holy Ghost has taken over. Are you getting it? If we really understand God and follow the leading of His Spirit, there are many things we will not even pray for. There are many things we will not even pray for. Are you getting it? All right, great. It's good you are all understanding these things. So I'm just trying to um, help us with understanding by the leading of the Spirit. So that we all will know. You see? Exactly. Exactly. But then... The way some of you are asking that question, it looks like you are curious and you really want to know things. You know, when we were young in Sunday school, they told us that there are only three planes that exist. Heaven, hell, and earth. So, if you leave this earth, it is either you are going to heaven or you are going to hell. And in our minds, heaven is just one big place. You, you see, like as a man can That you just enter and say, ah, after all, I'm in heaven. <laughs> you see, we need to understand these things. If Paul made mention of he going to the third heavens, what actually tells you that heaven is just a flat place? Don't, won't, can't you understand that there are, there are dimensions in heaven? Even when you get to heaven, someone said, please say, should tongue speaking be monosyllabic? There's nothing like monosyllabic in tongues. When we say paya, Paya, paya. It is not monosyllabic. It what it means that you are trying to understand what we are saying with human knowledge, just by listening to the vo- the utterance that are coming out of our mouth. That is very wrong. Hey, listen to me. Hey, you can be saying paya, 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 paya. You can say that paya sound for two hours, but you are saying different things in the spirit realm. When somebody is speaking in tongues, we don't just listen to what we can hear and use that to judge. No, 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 no. That's a clear misunderstanding. Are you getting my point? And some of you don't even know this. Sometimes when you are speaking in tongues and you get to a point where you begin to say, Palaka, Palaka. So when you begin to hit that one side for like five minutes, you begin to sense some movement in you. You know what I'm talking about. There is there is this thing that moves in you. You know that no no no. Like you sometimes you want to say another thing, but then it looks like the same thing you are saying is coming back. And the more you hit on that same thing, something is happening within you. You are not saying one word though. Shit. That is why there's nothing like monosyllabic 
No, 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 no. People, mostly those who love reading um, English books, syllabus, they, they try to see. <laughs> they, they try to make the whole thing look like <laughs> linguistics, you know. When you say palos, they want to be, you know, I don't even know how to say it. You want to deduce a meaning from what you just said. Meanwhile, the Bible said, if that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men. So if any man tries to understand what you have just said, an endless assignment, any person or here, you answer that, leave the person alone. English, Madame Nessie, Hallelujah. Okay, Sammy said that according to Genesis 3 6, Tagum Uncle's version, the woman beheld Samael, the angel of death. Please, is Samael the angel of death? Hey, Sammy wants me to say things. So. I think I've taught this before, way back. That was in 2020 or 2021. <laughs> I was talking about death. No, the angel of death is not Baron Samedi. Baron Samedi is that being that rules over the realm of the dead. He's not the angel of death. Are you getting it? He rules over the realm of the dead. And even that Baron Samedi, you go to many places. Who know him, you give them different names. I don't even get in my point. These people don't really have specific one name that everybody should call them with. No, 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 no. That's why when you meet any demon, any demon you meet will give you a name. That, that demon will give you about four names. But they have their original angelic name that God gave to them when they were with God. They will never mention it. And they, have, they will have their rank that they used to, you know, manifest when they were in heaven. Are you getting it? So whenever you meet any demon, that demon had plenty names. For example, when you go to the kingdom of darkness, there is, there is a particular group of beings who are known as the Satanel. S-E-T-E-N-I-L. Satanel. Now you see, when you hear Satanel, the only... Uh, ah, Satan. No, Satan is not the only one called Satan. In fact, the word Satan actually means an adversary, an opposer. <laughs> are you getting my point? So anybody that opposes God's plan is a Satan. So it is not Lucifer that qualifies to be called Satan. When you go to the kingdom of darkness, there are many Satans over there. So Satan is just like a brand name. <laughs> are you getting my point? For example, when Lucifer was in heaven, he was called Hellel. But he would never use Hillel. 
he will only use that when he's been when he's transforming as an angel of light to come and deceive someone. Are you, are you getting it? So we need to understand some of these things. You see, so Samael. Samuel wants me to say things. So. <laughs> when you go to the kingdom of darkness, he's one of the most dangerous beings. One of the most dangerous beings. And he's actually one of the people, or let me say one of the demons who make up the Satanel. Are you following? And he has so many manifestations. And when you go to the kingdom of darkness, he's not called Samael. He has a name. But then I won't I won't mention it. Somebody said that why is it that people who have en- encounters with the angel of death and return always say he's in a hood? I remember a patient who was once admitted on the ward came back to consciousness and said a man in hoodie came to the ward but told her she isn't the reason he came but pointed to another patient who passed that day. Okay. Maybe that long black um, rope with that hat is what she's calling the hoodie. But then mostly that's how the angel of death manifests. Yes, I mean, what would you mention the name? It is an assignment. I don't know where you are going to get it from. <laughs> are, you, are you getting it? So mostly that's how the angel of death appears. He appears you will never see his face his face is very dark every part of him is dark but when he's coming there is this kind of freezing coldness atmosphere around him and wherever he wants your soul to pass out of your body will be the first place he will touch so i've already told you that we all don't even die the same way when you die, your soul leaves your body. But our souls don't live through the same means. And I've already told when I was talking about death, you can go to my podcast, you get the message. I told you that the part of your body where your soul will live or will pass through in the, in the moment of death can also even give a sign where your soul is going. Somebody said, Daddy, please, is that being the same as the Grim Reaper? Who is the Grim Reaper? You see, the angel of death is holding something like a sickle. And I hope you all know sickle. The thing looks like 
Is it the one you're talking about? Samson, Daddy, is it the same angel of death our soul communicate with before we come to the head? No. That is why I don't want to go into details. Because Samael is not just an angel of death generally. Are you getting it? He used to work with death actually. But he lost his place because he followed Satan. But he still kills. See, all these spirits that are with Lucifer, each and every one of them came from a certain specific hierarchy, rank, and group in heaven. Are you getting my point? So some of them were once um, virtues, and they fell. Some of them were once principalities, they fell. Some of them were once um, thrones, they fell. You see, so we need to understand these things. It is because based on the dimension or the hierarchy that these demons actually fell from and the kind of spirit that can destroy them. Let me say it this way. When you meet any demon who was once a virtue in heaven, any other spirit that is even a demon that was in the lower rank in the heavenlies cannot come near them. I don't know if I'm getting my point. So you can see a false prophet casting out demons. Now, there is the same evil spirit that the false prophet is using. It is in that same kingdom that is also casting out a demon. How possible? It is based on the rank of that demon when it was not yet a demon in heaven and also where it is operating from. Even in the um, demonic kingdom. Are you getting my point? So it's like um, maybe a certain man who calls himself a prophet but is using um, Mutia and all those spirits. You can't go and cast out a demon. You, the way they would beat the dwarfs in. Dwarfs are elemental beings. They are not demons. Demons are way stronger <laughs> than them. That you are using um, a You are using Antoine. I want to go and cast out a demon. You see what will happen. So we have elemental spirits. They are the spirits that rule over the elements. They are strong, but they cannot be compared to demons. Demons are strong, but they cannot be compared to certain higher dimensions in the kingdom of darkness. So when you enter into the kingdom of darkness, 
The same way there is a setup in heaven, they also have the same setup. When you go to heaven, you see God in his majesty on his throne. You see the seraphim, you see the cherubim. Then you come to the thrones where you see the offer name. Then you see the 24 elders thereabout. Then you get down, begin to talk about um, the dominions, the virtues, and all those other beings. Are you, are you getting it? After the hierarchy, we have groups. We have what we call the 72 princes. The 72 princes of heaven. I've already told you that no matter the number of countries and kingdoms we have in this world, they are all put together into 72 before God. And there is a specific prince that God has given to all these kingdoms. So when we even go to the kingdom of darkness, we also have 72 kings. The 72 kings of the kingdom of darkness. They've set up everything like the way God has done his. Are you, are you getting it? Okay, so I think many people are asking questions. Let me try and answer them one by one. So, Papa, please, I get disturbed anytime I see people in cloth with wild animals, especially T-shirt. I always feel they may be possessed by those animals. Help me calm my nerves. Oh, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. <laughs> Relax. Okay. Mm-hmm. So relax. Okay, somebody also said, please, are we supposed to stop those who always seem to prophesy to admonish the church concerning some happenings in the church? They always seem to be speaking under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Why are you stopping them? If only you bear witness in your spirit that it is the Holy Ghost that is speaking, allow them, let them flow. The only way, the only time you can stop them is when you know another spirit is involved or they are not speaking from the Holy Ghost. That is when you can stop. Okay. Okay, go on to say that is so when an angel of death, when was the angel of death created? Is it after Adam and Eve were sent out of the garden of Eden? Oh, no, 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 no. That being has been there since, since. That being has been there since, since. Bef- oh, cry. Before many of the angels were even made, that being was there. In fact, when you go to heaven, death is not, in fact, death does not really mean the way we think it is on this earth. No, 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 no. I don't forget my point. In heaven, death does not mean what we think it is now. Because the original plan of God for man was not for man to die. Are you getting it? So, 
death actually had a higher purpose in heaven. And that purpose was too high. It is not about... In fact, when you even come to um, our understanding, death is not only when somebody's soul, spirit has, you know, um, moved out of his body. No. Death actually means a disconnection from God and his purpose. That is what death means. A disconnection from God and his purpose. So Mr. Daddy, please, did God create angels before man? Oh yes, man Man was the last thing God made in his creation. The last thing that God made in his creation was man. Are you, are you getting it? I don't know if you are getting my point. Okay. of Solomon is sharing a dream that okay don't worry if I if I give you the meaning right now everybody will send dreams here Samuel said that the, according to Ezekiel, Lucifer was in, okay, the devil was in Eden. Was there a possibility he tasted of the fruit himself? Or he just had an idea of what will happen when, the, oh, he, he just had an idea. He didn't taste. He didn't taste. But then, <laughs> when we say taste, it is actually not like he plucked the fruit to eat. So long as evil was found in him, in him, it means the whole thing started with him. Are you getting it? Exactly, exactly. So it's not like he tasted it in the garden. Evil was found in him, even in heaven. That was the place where he started misbehaving before he was even thrown to the earth for him to enter the garden. And the guy moved around the garden in the garden before man was even made. Okay. Someone says, that is so Adam and Eve are the only humans who didn't greet death before coming to the earth. Exactly. We say it that way. We say it that way. 
But then the very moment they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that was how they got disconnected from the, the will and the plan of God. And that was how come man was supposed to come home. And I wish I could explain this further. But then it will be a matter of the seventh heavens, which will be too complex for some of you to understand. So, Mr. Papa, please, I heard there is a spiritual formula, or let's say a calculation using one birth date to know when you will die. There is nothing like that. Any, any, anything that says, I don't even know what to say. You don't use your date of birth to know your date of death. There is nothing like that. All these are just astrological projections. They are not true. If you follow these things, they will grab your mind in fear and you will not be able to fulfill what God wants you to fulfill. Why should you even know when you are supposed to die? Just focus on what God wants you to do and do it. That's the most important thing. Someone said that what are familiar spirits? How do they operate? Now, this is a very, very heavy question. And if I want to talk about familiar spirits, it will really take time because we have to go into the scriptures to know how familiar spirits manifest. You remember any spirit, listen to me carefully, any spirit from the kingdom of darkness that is responsible that is responsible for taking the face of another person in your memory and reveal it to you in a dream or vision is a familiar spirit. Let me hit it again. When you go to the kingdom of darkness, these beings, they are the ones that have strange ability to go into your memory. Sometimes you can see somebody that you know is very good beating you in a dream. When you wake up, if care is not taken, you will not even call the person again. But then there might be a familiar spirit trying to disconnect you from your helper. Sometimes they can even use the face of a man of God. It is not that they came to the man of God to pick his face. No. Anybody you have ever met in life, the memory of that person is in you. It is in your mind. Are you listening to me? Anybody you have ever met, anybody you know, whether you have met the person one-on-one or you have heard of the person, the memory of that person, so if I mention somebody's name right now and you know the person, the picture of the person will just come in your mind right now. That memory, that picture, is what familiar spirits will take. So they don't, they don't go to the person. They come to your mind. And they pick that memory from you. And that is the, that's the work of familiar spirits. They did the same thing. They can even mimic the voice. They can mimic the voice of the person. So they might not only show you the face. They will... Sh- 
you will hear the person's voice as if it is the person. That not the same thing they did when Saul wanted to talk to Prophet Samuel. They went to a sorcerer. The Holy Ghost sent from heaven. And they did that. Are you following? Good. So that is what familiar spirits do. They are the beings that will pick memories of the people that you have kept in your mind. And they will reframe the whole thing according to the evil thing they want to communicate to you. That is the first work of familiar spirits. Now, when a false prophet is ministering with familiar spirits. What they do is that the familiar spirits will pick the memory of the person from the person's own mind and communicate it to the prophet. Someone said, please, I thought that was the spirit of someone. No, that, that is not the spirit of someone. Do you know who called that? It was a sorcerer. <laughs> it was the work of familiar spirit. It is not Samuel that came. No, 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 no. It is not Samuel at all, at all, at all. It is the actual work of familiar spirits. Are you following? Now you listen. When you read First Samuel chapter 28. When the Philistines came after the Israelites, Saul wanted to hear something from God. Now listen to what the Bible says. First Samuel 28 from verse 6. The Bible said, Saul inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him. Either through dreams or urine or through prophets. So you see, it was not God that was speaking. God did not answer him. So Saul told his servants, find me a woman who is a medium so I can go to her and make my inquiry through her. If you read it from the King James. Read, you read it from the King James, verse 7. First Samuel 28, verse 7. It, it, it actually speaks clearly over there for you to know the kind of spirit that was working. First Samuel 28, verse 7. He said, Then Saul said unto his servant, Seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit. Have you understood it right now? I don't even need to go into details again. Say, seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit. 
that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said, Behold, there is a woman that has a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment. And he went to you. He went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit. And bring me him up, whom I shall name unto thee. How can a familiar spirit call a, a prophet of God? <laughs> then the prophet will answer and come. That is, that, is not, that is not God. Are you following? Look at that. Someone says, since I was a child, I've always dreamed of fighting with my mother. Therefore, I never really liked her until I learned about this familiar spirit. Look at that. Exactly. That's what familiar spirits do. They, they will create a demonic dream right now. And if care is not taken, you will believe it because the face you will see Will be the person you know and even the voice you hear sometimes the person can even tell you something you know it is only between you and that person <laughs> hey i'm telling you, they are they are so accurate familiar spirits they are very accurate Exactly, they, they know how to do that a lot. Someone said, please say, are the people who are told they were gifted to their parents by the gods of their land true? How does that happen? There is something like that though. Not all the people working on this earth are normal human beings. Are you listening to me? In fact, not all the people that are actually born naturally are even normal human beings. We know Jesus was born naturally. Mary gave birth to Jesus naturally. But then there was no man that slept with him, with, with her. It was a different means. But then physically, Mary gave birth to Jesus. That should let you also know that not all the people that are born by women are men. Are you getting my point? You see, when they come to matters like this, eh, they are very heavy. Not everybody can understand. 
because they are they are they are weightier matters in the spirit. Oh no, their soul didn't come from any seven heavens. Some of them are actually beings living in water bodies that will come and pick the human form and manifest. They will die like normal human beings. Then they they will just go back to where they came from. And after some time, when the time is due for them to come back again, they can go to a different place. How then do you understand how people go to river bodies and ask for children? There are beings living in the water bodies already. So they will just pick one, give that person an assignment, and they will bring it through your womb. That child will never, will never know God like the way you think the child will. Because it's not a human being. They are the ones we call Insuba. They are very strange. They have their own assignment. Are you getting it? Yeah. So we need to... It happens. These things do happen. When, you see, the matters of the water bodies, the marine is very strange in fact in fact most of the atrocities most of the troubles that, that keep going on on earth most of them come from the intelligence of the marine well most of them some say please can they be healed who is going to heal them you think they are sick? They are not sick. <laughs> they are not sick. It is a means of an assignment. So, said, Daddy, please, is there ever a possibility of them converting to serving God? It's, there is nothing like that. And take note, they are not human beings. Their souls are not human souls. Are you getting my point? How can Antoine give you a child and you think the child is a human being? No, do you know who a human being is? A human being is one whose soul has come from the seven heavens, has received a destiny from God, and has come to the earth to fulfill. This one is not a human being. This is why I keep telling you, not all the people we sit in class with, we sit in commercial buses with, are normal human beings, I'm telling you. They have normal physical bodies like us, but they are not human beings. Some of them came from somewhere for a certain purpose. Oh, some of them will even marry and give birth. <laughs> and you know that these children that they will give birth to, they are actually not original seed. If you try, decide that I'll keep the child. You'll be in trouble. I've handled the case like that before. I will never forget. In the year 2020, a woman got married to a ghost. But when God began to speak to me about that, I didn't understand. It took me over a month for me to understand what God was trying to say. Because that was the first time I was experiencing, I, I used to hear these things, but God telling me that 
taken me to places, gracious Lord. I was taken to Nigeria. I was standing on a certain graveyard. And I saw a guy. And how he died. And the Lord told me, this is the guy that is, that is with the lady you are praying for now. Hi. The guy is dead in Nigeria, but he's in Ghana. And he has given birth to a son with the lady who joined the um, conference call. But then it was conference call. It was not um, lines prayer file. It was just normal conference call. I'm telling you, it took me a month to understand this whole thing. In fact, she said one time, he went to court. The woman doesn't even know the parents of the guy. The guy looks straight. Women are too bold. I don't know where their boldness comes from. You see, you don't know this guy from anywhere. You don't know him from Adam. You don't know his mother. You don't know his father. Nothing. And you are living in and he, he's sleeping with you. And you are okay. Hey! Mugawo! She said one time they went to, when the guy met her at a hospital, she was sick. And the guy met her and they just had a conversation, that was all. They started moving. And the guy told her that they, they should marry. She said, okay. The guy brought two of his friends. And they went, and the marriage was not just normal marriage. They went to the court to just sign that they are married. The woman said when they went to the court, the lawyer that helped them to sign the papers was just looking at the woman like that. The, the lady actually knew that the woman, this lawyer is looking at me in a different way. But she didn't get it. So when they went back home, two months later, they fought. She fought with the ghost. And she decided she would not marry again. So she went back to the court to go and sign divorce things. The guy followed her. They signed the divorce papers. Still, they met this same woman and she was looking at her. When they got home, less than three hours, the lady called the lawyer that, please, can we come and sign again for marriage? Hmm. The man said he will not follow the, the lady again. So the lady should just go and do whatever she wants to do. She went to the court. When she went there, the lawyer told her, I don't see anything. I don't have eyes to see. But I know that the man you are with is not a man. So I asked the lady, ah, a lawyer told you this. Immediately, I said, the woman is a votarian. She said, yes. She said, hmm. The woman, <laughs> the woman told her, I don't see anything. Why did she see that statement? I don't see anything. She has seen something. So I know that the guy you are with is not a man. And what you are doing now, you are not even of yourself. The lady did not even listen. He gave birth to a son. And in fact, how God took me into debt of this case. Those of you who used to be with us way back, 2020, 
on conference call, you recall this. I was just shaking. I was even afraid because the matter was so heavy. How God took me to the house, the lady's house, and I saw three beds that have been sent to come and take the child. In fact, the day I picked the matter and I told the lady, the lady said she was right after the prophecy, she was there when the guy called. I said, Who were you talking to? And the lady said, I was not talking to anybody. I was just on a conference call. I said, What did the person tell you? If I want the lady called me and told me that I said, Yes, I can't talk to <laughs> that was the first time I was handling something like that. I was afraid. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I told the lady that this is what the Lord told me. And the Lord was actually giving me them. Anytime I'm afraid, He will reveal deeper secrets. And I'll call the lady. I say, Lady, listen to me. I'm the prophet of the Lord. Hear what the Lord is saying. Hmm. I said, this guy is not a human being. In fact, from that day that the guy called the lady, questioning her who called her and all those things, from that day to today, the lady has never seen the guy. I told the lady, this guy, you, you will never see him again. I'm telling you, we had to pray. I think it was just this year that the lady got married to another person. I had to pray and do a whole lot of directions to disconnect her from everything. But I know that the child, they will come for the child. But what I didn't really understand was that God, in a way, I don't know how the whole thing, that one didn't even make sense to me till date. It looks like God was trying to preserve the child. I don't know whether the child was a normal human being. How can this be possible? Because... God showed me, God took me to the house of the lady. I saw three beds and they were all sent to come and carry the child. So I told the lady, whenever you are with the child and you just see that he's nowhere to be found, go to the back of the house. He said, yes, yes, I remember the first time when I went to the back of the house, I saw my son kneeling in front of a certain black bed I've never seen before. The moment I mentioned the name, he said, Johnny, the bed flew. And I said, eh, then there are two more beds that will come. In fact, the very next day, the lady was in the house. She was looking for the red son. He was nowhere to be found. He went to the back of the house. The same posture that the child had way back with that similar bed. Everybody. Oh, if so, for my, I used to call so for my name, anything that God shows me, I would just say, I called one of my, my friends, apostle friends, apostle Joshua Kwachi. I was just discussing the whole thing with, I was so, just say. <laughs> In fact, the lady began to confirm a lot of things. That one time she was just watching a movie with the, the guy. And in the movie, something happened. Like somebody was dead, and the person came back into another family. 
them believe in oh, these things are just they are not real the guy said who told you this is real yes i know when somebody dies the person can come back to a different place and live life this the lady didn't even understand why the guy was stressing the matter and still she was not sensitive to think that she was at the wrong place she said we, we, we are the full papa papa the full What kind of love is that? Oh, in fact, the lady's brother is one of my sons. In fact, he was the one that even um, allowed the, the lady to join the conference call. And even that my son, <laughs> we had to fight with demons before God set him free. I'm telling you, somebody invited him to church, and the things I saw on my eyes. Hey! The guy wanted quick money. He had to go and sleep at the um, cemetery around 12 a.m. Just a whole lot. The guy did terrible things just to, to make money. He joined himself to this hall occultic people a whole lot of things and they were they wanted to kill him they were just struggling him somebody brought him to the back those times we used to meet in the classroom we prayed 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 god delivered him now when you hold the microphone to sing you know that god is a good god and within that period he connected his sister and his sister too had this issue we had to pray and God also opened that. Now, these are not simple matters. Are you getting my point? In fact, how God was able to handle these things with me, I got to know that. Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that matter, oh, to date. When I think about it, I just know that no, this this is this is heavy working of God. I'm telling you. Some said, Eja, please, will all these creatures face judgment? Yes, they have their own judgment that God will judge them with. Yeah, they say when they try to misbehave, we sack them by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we keep fulfilling destiny. All right, the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I know some of you, right? Your ears are still open. You want to hear things. The Lord will help us and grant us grace. God bless you and favor you all in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Please, right after here, I'm going to upload the message. You can go and download it and listen to it. What I actually wanted to talk about, I couldn't do that. But then, God willing, family life for Mufan Chayen, we have to talk about this one. And then when we are done, we know how to handle the rest. Family life, God bless you. And keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, the Lord bless you.
and favor you all in Jesus' precious mighty name. Please, at exactly 12 a.m., I want us to meet and enforce our victory in Christ even during priesthood time. The Lord bless you and favor you all in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please don't forget that we are still in the fasting season. So please, right at exactly 12 a.m., we have entered into the new day and we are fasting. Eat it now. If you have anything to eat, eat it now. Uh, may the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong. God bless you, my daughter, Venice. God bless Mary Gast, your husband. Mary Gast, your husband and entire family. God bless you. All right, we shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye.
no one they share them. Jehovah, anything you talk, you they do. You get the power to say, heal and deliver. Hosanna, the angels to sing hallelujah. You know they lie, you know they fail, you know they carry my matane play. See, yesterday, you call me your own. When you reach my tongue, Lord, you know they delay. From generation to generation, from Liberia to Jamaica, you know they carry lust, you know they carry. 